right, hello, and welcome back to the Basic Bible Podcast. I'm your host, Kevin Thompson, and sitting with me, my co-host, director of the Janesville Community Center, fellow co-worker here at Rock County Christian School, blogger, author, we'll say podcaster, the guy that does it all, <laughs> Mr. Ray Jewell. Ray, welcome back. Hey, Kevin, it's good to be here once again. I always enjoy our times together, whether we're podcasting or tripping around the country. Yeah, which we got to talk about later. Yeah, okay. we got one coming up here. We do. On the 15th. We do? Uh, we'll talk about that later. Okay. <laughs> All right, well, what do you think of our new studio? This is awesome. It's looking more and more like... An actual you know, place where you do such things as podcasts. I know. That's They're getting great. all professional. Yeah, that's uh, you know, when we get a, a, a smaller room that's padded all around, then I'll be really yeah. impressed. <laughs> I'll be impressed the day we get advertisers. Well, that yeah, seeing a little money coming in. So that, yeah, that I'd, I'd like to see that. You know, yeah, and not that, just a little money come out. Well, I'll, okay, I'll, we need you know. we need enough to retire on, right? Yes, <laughs> or at least enough where we can quit our jobs and do this full time. That would be fun. I think that, that would, would be, be awesome. All right, well, we are continuing our series on misapplied scriptures, and we're going through this list um, from the book, The Most Misused Verses in the Bible, and we're going through a whole list of things. We've talked about Matthew 7, 1, don't judge other people, do not judge. Um, Jeremiah 29, 11, about the, we have plans to prosper you, not to harm you, and we talked about Matthew 18, 20, where two or three are gathered in my name, and then... We left off last week talking about John 14. If you ask for anything in my name, whether it's a new car, whether it's a full-time salary from a podcast, whatever it is, if you have enough faith, God will give it to you. Uh-huh. You just rub the genie the right way and boom, uh, the lamp the right way, and boom, it comes out and you get your three wishes. Uh-huh. Well, um, this time we're starting with a, an actual, a, a really powerful verse when it's taken in its context. So let's... Uh-huh read through Romans 8.28. Of course, I'm reading from the ESV. And we know that for those who love God, all things work together for good. For those who are called according to his purpose. So we know that all things work together for good. Ray. Praise God. Guess what? Every situation you have is going to work out for good. Mm -hmm. I know you're worried about a few things right now. I guarantee, based on the promise of Scripture, it's going to come out all right. Oh, boy. Um, uh, no. <laughs> no. What, what's, what's wrong with that? Well, first of all, it's often the quote that you see on social media and other places. It just all things work together for good. And that's all. Period. They, yeah. That's all they, they, they want to portray out there. And you know, it does say... The rest of the, the, the context of the actual verse says, uh, of those who love God, who have been called according to his purpose. So the good that we can expect isn't what we want necessarily, like a new car or um, you know, the Cubs to win the World Series again <laughs> or, or uh, you know, whatever that is our heart's desire. It is our heart's desire if it is in accordance with the will of God. Right. And even backing up, uh, so first, yes, we're talking about people who are in a line with the will of God. Mm-hmm. We're not just saying our will, whatever situation we're going to work, you know, no. Um, God is not obligated to work out a situation the way we think it ought to work out. 
But if you look at Romans 8 in its entirety, uh, even beginning in verse 18, for I consider that the, that the sufferings of this present time, back up, there's sufferings in this time. Mm-hmm. So not everything's going to work out the way we want it. For I consider that the sufferings of this time are not worth comparing with the glory that is to be revealed to us. For the creation waits with eager longing for the revelation of the revealing of the sons of God. For the creation was subjected to futility, not willingly, but because of him who subjected it in hope. That the creation itself will be set free from its bondage to corruption and obtain the freedom of the glory of the children of God. For we know that the whole creation has been groaning together in pains of childbirth until now. And not only the creation, but we ourselves, who have the first fruits of the Spirit, grown inwardly as we wait eagerly for the adoption of sons, as uh, adoption as sons, the redemption of our bodies. So we're, we're talking about something that's taking place in the future. Mm-hmm. And even going past verse 28, we get into the verse that Ray and I can fight about later. Verse 29, and we know, um, verse 29, for those whom he foreknew, he also predestined to be conformed to the image of his Son, in order that he might be the firstborn among many brothers and those whom he predestined he called those whom he called he also justified those whom he justified he also glorified now Ray and I can argue we will argue later about uh, the particulars of that but I think we can both agree there is a global futuristic plan that God has for his creation mm-hmm. and that in that sense what God has foreordained will happen right. so God's plan from the beginning of time will carry through and that's how we know that all things are going to work together for good. Mm-hmm. It, because God is, is working through yeah, his will in a, in a sense, a global aspect. Right, and I think I would go even further back since before the beginning of time. Uh, there's Do some, Armenians believe in a before the beginning of time? Yes. Oh, okay, wow. Well, if we believe in eternity, we certainly yes. do, right? I mean, <laughs> since God is not bound by time. But the, the thing is, this passage, again, it's... It's a good thing, you know, you're pulling up a good point here. It's about the whole of creation. It's not about you and me as individuals. This is talking about God has this plan that includes all of creation. You know, ever since sin came into the world and it messed things up, the world continues to groan. We see it. You know, the natural disasters weren't a part of the original plan of God. They came about because of sin. Uh, seeing these things uh, go back to the original state or maybe even a better state because once eternity, well, we're in eternity now, but you know, once the consummation of all things happens, then this perfect existence that God has created, there won't be another fall or right. whatever term right. you want to use for uh, this, the sin that has entered the world because it's going to be as God meant for it to be at the beginning yeah. of, of creation. So, yeah, it's, it's, so we got to get out of this individualistic mindset that is rampant in the American yeah. church. You know, and I think, Ray, and I think you'll agree with me on this, it, you know, for all of these verses that we're going to go through, I think that might be the root of mm-hmm. a lot of these misinterpretations is yep. I am only thinking about myself right. and how this applies to me. Yeah, and that's, you know, we, we f- have been fed that by a pietistic notion that it's all, all that the Bible is talking about is me and Jesus. Right. And the Bible is 
just full of other references that go way beyond yeah. you and I. And and that's that's what makes it hard, you know, like when I've t- tried to talk to people about this, they just don't grasp this idea. I didn't grasp it myself. You know, one of my former professors, uh, Dr. Strauss at Lincoln, would tell me, all you know, get me going thinking about all these things that are way out here and and he's right because that's the perspective we need to have then it becomes well how does that affect me after we after we think right. the big picture then we can see how that trickles down to us so we get to into the what i call the my what i refer what i tell my students is the thompsonian uh, hermeneutical principle number 1 uh-huh. the bible is not written to us but for us right Exactly. And so we have to know what the original context is, what the original audience was thinking, mm-hmm. and only then can we apply it to our situation. And so what, God wasn't writing a book particularly to me. Sometimes we talk about the Bible is God's love letter to you. Well, n- no, not, not really, no. Not, not in a true <laughs> sense. Yeah, and I mean, even to take it further, not only what the author intended and the audience heard, but then you've got all the other religious literature that was around and and there are comparisons with the book of genesis and ancient near eastern literature there are differences though too right the right. main difference is the the monotheistic god of yeah. of all compared to the polytheistic gods of mankind yeah. as they created them but there are certainly some things that are are similar but we you know and I, I, this is part of the problem too we think it's about us but we're too lazy to find out otherwise. Yeah, and that that really messes up scripture so badly. And I, I mean, and it's part of the culture in which we were raised. So even you and I slip into it once in a while, oh, right. probably. Yeah, that's why we have to. And that's that. that's you know just being honest about that and recognizing that that's an issue makes me more aware of what I should be doing in my work of interpretation. All right, and that. My cell phone just went off. Uh-oh. That's terrible. I, I, that's a terrible show for Well, right you're there. supposed to turn it off unless you're expecting a call-in. No. <laughs> we don't do many call-ins, do we? Um, no. In fact, but we should consider that sometime. We should probably do that. Um, we get the bigger studio. There you go. We'll, we'll there you that. go. But, um, Might even hire an engineer to field the call. Yeah. <laughs> well, uh, well, you used to have a show like that. You know, yeah. you, you were big time. We're just like, you know, a little podcast. You're actually on the actual radio. Well, it was a community was radio, but city. yeah, yeah, that was fun. But now you're slumming it here with me. Well, I'd rather slum. <laughs> I'd rather be a slum then. <laughs> All right. Well, you know, I, I want to feed off that because I think uh, we do have a tendency to drift into that. Even though you and I are very firm, what we believe there, it is easy to look at. I just want this to apply to me in this way, and I think that's the importance of being in community. Yes, that's the importance of being in a local church. But even more than uh, being in a local church, having good friends and accountability, yeah. uh, like you and I have together, mm-hmm. um, to where you can we can say, "Hey, Ray, what, where are you coming up with this stuff? Mm-hmm. You, you got to back up." And, you know, we meet with some other guys as well, and we can you know call each other out and, uh, if, if we need to. And I, I think that's another thing that's missing. Oh yeah, in big, our, time. In our churches big time. Today. I mean, churches, churches become um, something that. Well, in the 50s and 60s, it was done because it was the thing to do. So respectability, that was good business. 
Yeah. Um, as we've gone through the 70s, and it, it, we've become more of the, uh, you know, the age of narcissism, uh, all about me. You know, I do it because it makes me feel good, or I'm doing it. I, even even my service is because, well, I feel good when I help somebody else, which is, you know, God calls that filthy rags. And I mean, you know, the actual translation of is not a pretty picture. Yeah. Um, but uh, the thing. The grotesque aspect. What is, yeah. Exactly. The thing is, to get to this point, it's taken me a lifetime to get to the place where I'm understanding that it's about community. Right. That, it, you know, I mean, I've, I've theoretically have written papers that way and whatnot, but to actually experience it to, in practical terms, that's just happened in the last few years for me. Mm. So I, I guess one of the things I want to say is we need to be patient with others as we try to direct them. And that's right. where it's important right. for leaders of the church and leaders like you and I, I would consider us leaders, uh, to be the ones that are instigating these things, being open and honest about our shortcomings and, and that sort of thing. You know, and you know, the thing about all things work together for good, to them who are called according to his purpose, you know, that doesn't mean it's going to be a good thing. At least not in my, from my, our perspective. Yeah, right. I mean, I can have, I can end up with uh, uh, some kind of malady that you know affects my health tremendously, but somehow God works that for the better good of His creation. Yeah, and and His kingdom, which maybe that's one and the same. Uh, the thing is, you know, we have to be willing to see stuff that way. I mean, we yeah. try our best, and some of us don't try our best to stay healthy, uh, but... Are you looking at me when you say that? <laughs> no, I'm putting it myself. Uh, but we but we should, you know, that would be a part of our preparation to be good stewards of what God has given us. Yeah. You know, our bodies, our families, our homes, our vehicles, our clothes that we wear, uh, our opportunities, our jobs, wherever, whatever it is, you know, bad things can happen in the midst of that. Bad right. things, in fact, Jesus promises us that bad things will happen yeah. in the midst of that. It's how we see God working through that in some way to right. bring about his glory right. and, uh, uh, you know, and benefiting other people. All right, we, we get it. I don't want to mix our podcast. Uh -oh, we rain, 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 rain. We got to fit another verse in here, but just real quick, I, I want the record to show. You talked about taking care of yourself, mm -hmm. uh, Annette. If you're listening, uh, we just got out of a meeting with a lot of soda available, and I want to say Ray picked out a water. Okay, he resisted the temptation and drank water. Jill, if you're listening. You bought this soda, and you knew I was going to drink it. So, anyway, I know my wife does listen, by the way. Oh, yeah. yeah. So, this is a shout-out to my wife, who supports me enough to listen to this. She has to listen to me all day long, and then she volunteers to listen to this podcast. On top well, of that... all things work so, together yeah. for good, Kevin. <laughs> all right, let's move on to our second verse, because this second verse really... I hear this so much, Ray. And I know you do, too. And uh, you're going to have to rein me in a little bit. I don't even... So... Second Chronicles 7.14, let me read it. If my people, who are called by my name, humble themselves 
and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then I will hear, hear, hear from heaven and will forgive their sin and heal their land. Pray, America needs this healing. And if we as Christians in America will pray to God, he will listen to his people and he will heal our land. He will make America great again. Yeah. And I've seen this in a... In a oh, Ray. Oh, oh, man. I've oh, seen it was, this. Okay. It, it's been huge I, I, since I was in college or But before. I've seen these, 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 these images on Facebook with this, with this verse plastered over a cross... And an eagle. In, in, in an eagle and an American flag in, in, within the cross. Within the outline of the cross is the American flag. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Oh, I, I don't like that. Oh, I want to just... <laughs> I want to reach through the screen and rip it out of the internet altogether and crumple it up somehow where it never be seen again. Oh. Oh. Yeah. Um, okay, so where, where, where do you even start here? Well, and that's a good question. It's I mean, if you want to really rasp back as completely as possible you gotta go back to the beginning of the country manifest destiny this is this is this is the promised land this yeah. is what god has ordained this is where christianity will be able to thrive into greater heights than it's ever been before and whoops something happened and probably yeah. pretty early on i mean somehow christianity and the state and Christianity and economics and Christianity sort of got all intermingled to where the the church was a cultural aspect and viewed at the same level, you know, the the uh, organized church was viewed at the same in the same way as the government and yeah. And you know, and banks and stuff, and not to be trusted, and and frankly, in some ways, that was well grounded. Uh, there was as much corruption going on in, in the church as there was in other institutions, and you know that really came to play again in the '60s and '70s, and in my lifetime, where the the, the church was really getting pushed out of. Uh, the marketplace of ideas because of the abuse of power that was there. And unfortunately, we're seeing a huge amount of that happening today. Yeah. I, I just, you know, I'm with you. I mean, it's really frustrating that the church has bought into the, um, the mindset that says, you know, we are, you know, this is how we have to change things is through politics. I'm not saying don't Run right. for office. I'm not saying let's try and we're to really not saying things. my faith affects every aspect of my life, and that's going to cover politics. That's going to cover economics. That's going to cover social issues. That's going to cover uh, my secular life. And I don't, not that I have a secular life. Everything. Yeah. Um, yeah. I've, you know, I, the Abraham Kuyper quote we were talking about earlier that right. there's not one square inch in this universe over which God does not say mine. Um, and I, and I agree with all of that. Mm -hmm. But the problem with this verse is America is not God's Christian nation. Right. This is the, if my people who are called by my, who are my people? Again, we've got to look at this in context. We're talking about the Old Testament. This is Solomon, uh, the dedication of the temple. And um, we're talking about the God's people are the Jews. God's people is Israel. Mm -hmm. 
Um, he, he doesn't give that promise to America. There's nowhere in Scripture where all of a sudden God's people changed from Jew to uh, American citizen. Right. And, yeah, I mean, I think that uh, from Jew to the church at large, I can agree with that. But the, the thing is, this is also in the context of, you know, if they screw up, if they sin, if they fall away from me, then if they, you know, pray and call on my, my name, then I'll forgive their sin. I don't see that happening in America. No, no. You know, back when 9-11 happened, you know, I remember I was pastoring a small church in Illinois, and when that happened, I mean, everybody's world was uh, turned upside down for about two weeks. Yeah. People started going back to church. You know, there was big get-togethers that were based on God. But you know what outlasted that more than uh, coming back to God? What's that? Patriotism. Hmm. I saw a whole lot more. Let's let's rally together. Let's be, you know, let's let's trust in our nation, and you know we can pull it out of the fire. And uh, you know, so you know, uh, God got about two two weeks worth, and the patriotism in some ways is still actively involved, and that's a it's a whole religion unto itself. Right. And our goal is not to win America back to God. I don't know if we can say America was ever God's to begin with. Now, right. I agree. Uh, America was founded by many Christian men and women mm -hmm. um, who adhere to biblical principles. Right. But a lot of this, when you, when you dig underneath the surface, you've got a nominal Christianity. Mm -hmm. um, you got to remember, our founding fathers, as great as they were, they were politicians. Right, and a lot of these guys, um, many of them were solid, dedicated Christians, no doubt. Mm -hmm. Many of them were politicians who were using the name of Christ to get a vote, yeah, uh, just like they do today. Mm -hmm. um, and so, um, I think we've seen over the over these two hundred years of our, of our country's history a washing away of that nominal Christianity mm -hmm. and the civic religion of Christianity hmm. um, that I think in some ways is actually beneficial so that we can see what we're really dealing with. Right. Oh, yeah. I think it's much clearer today who's truly on God's side as opposed to those who are on their own side. Yeah. You know, I've, I've pretty much always have had uh, an axe to grind with uh, televangelists in a, in Ever since the dawn of TV. <laughs> well, pretty much. I mean, and even before. Yeah. Uh, well, yeah. I mean, you had, you had those. Yeah, you had radio evangelists, and before that, you had the charlatans that would go into towns and uh, whip up a fervor and knock the the money out of the people and leave. Yeah. And then you know the the churches were left to pick up the pieces. Yeah. And I I just don't. Oh, and I'm not saying that's what happened all, every time, but it certainly would be the majority of the yeah. time. And uh, so in order to get us as a nation back to God, I don't think that's even possible, is it? No, I, and I don't think it is. I, I do want, I desire true revival. Yeah. Um, I, I know as a Reformed guy, I'm not supposed to talk about revival. 
Um, <laughs> well, we're getting your, but, we're, we're getting, we're bringing you home. Yeah, we're bringing you home. <laughs> I, I, I do want a genuine turning of God. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I want to see God work within churches and work amongst His people and turn their heart back to them. Uh, you and I have talked about it many times. We have, uh, there are lots of problems in our American churches today. Um, but that's my goal, is to whip up God's people. My goal is not merely to elect more Republicans to office right. or more pro-life people to Congress or to uh, constitutional values or family values. And uh, Here's the problem. You know, we can, a lot of people who are, let's turn America back to God and all that stuff, what, dig a little deeper and what do they want? They want an end to abortion, an end to gay marriage, um, and, and issues like that, which I agree with. Mm-hmm. I don't want abortion. I think marriage is between one man and one woman. Right. Um, but you can you can be pro-life and straight and go to hell. Yeah. And that, it, it reminds me, years ago, Oz Guinness had a cartoon or you know, something like that. It was part of a book that I was reading. And it showed that the people in the front lines were holding their signs against abortion, yeah. against the gay marriage and stuff. Well, the enemy was devastating them from the back yep. to the front. And, I, and the point of the cartoon is that this is something bigger than the abortion issue. It's bigger than gay marriage. This is talking about a complete transformation of the heart back to God. Right. And that, right. That, that's what we aren't shooting for like we should. Yeah. All right. Well, I think it's time to wrap up this podcast. Um, we didn't make it too far down our list, but we got two more in it. That's, so we'll, that's not surprising. No, but we'll continue on in this series. I think I'm having fun with this. This is a good series. And I think yeah. you are as well. Yeah. And I think it also uh, clears up some things that are worth clearing up. Yes. All right. So our recommended resource again, we're uh, the book we're, we're basing this off is by Eric Bargerhuff, the most the most misused verses in the Bible, surprising ways. God's word is misunderstood by uh, by Bethany House. And I've been trying to do some blogs about. And we've been posting those too. blogs, yeah. But I uh, I ruined my computer, so I'm not uh, as not as not as uh, steady with my blogging right now. So, <laughs> if you feel on your heart to buy Ray a new computer, yep. I, I, I am certain. He will do that. And don't worry about this, Ray, because it's all going to work out for you. Okay, well, let's pray about that. Yeah. <laughs> if, you, you, know, if uh, you humble yourself ah, yeah, yeah, and yeah. Uh, call upon heaven, he, he'll heal my computer? He will heal your computer. Oh, okay. <laughs> all right, so anyway. All right, join us back next week. But uh, check us out on Facebook, our Facebook group. Uh, we want to get that, that going again. Um, our Instagram. It's Instagram. What in the world? Instagram and, uh, and Twitter handle. Uh, basic Bible cast. Check us out on there as well. And uh, until next week, have a great rest of your week. <laughs>